0: Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going.
1: You get to categorize zip codes by how much people owe in their homes, how much equity they have, when they last refied, when they last bought, and it allows you to really then zone in on properties that are not on the market that are most likely to sell. And to a developer, that
0: is gold. Isn't it just the best when a software comes out that makes your life easier, makes you more money, and by the way, it's free? Well, welcome to Stessa, today's best ever sponsor. Stessa is a smarter income and expense tracking software for property owners. It allows you to track, manage, and communicate the performance of your real estate assets. So basically, It helps you make more money by looking at your properties in one dashboard. It's a beautiful dashboard, by the way. And it shows you the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you care about. What's the value? How much cash flow are you getting? What's the debt that you have on the properties? What are you bringing in monthly? What are you bringing in annually? And it allows you to have a quick snapshot, not only of your properties, but also come tax time it's a breeze because you can scan receipts and invoices directly from the phone app and stessa will automatically read and categorize them for you no more data entry it's been talked about in forbes new york times wall street journal and all it takes is just a few minutes to add your properties link the accounts and everything updates in real time without stessa I was looking at my portfolio on an infrequent basis. I'm talking about my single family home portfolio. I got three single family homes and I didn't realize that I had trapped equity. But if I was looking at it from a dashboard that Stessa has, then I would have realized that, hey, I got a portfolio value of X and I've got debt on it of Y. Holy cow. Look at all this trapped equity. I'm missing out. And with Stessa, that won't happen. So go to stessa.com forward slash best ever and it's free. It's free. Stessa.com forward slash best ever.
2: Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm your host today, Theo Hicks. And today I am speaking with Peter Lorimer. How are you doing today?
1: Greetings. I am doing very well, Theo. Never better, in fact.
2: That's great to hear. And we appreciate you joining us on the show today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Peter before we get started. He's been a real estate agent for over 13 years. He started off his career as the Rookie Agent of the Year with Keller Williams, and he was also named the number one Keller Williams agent in the entire Los Angeles region in 2009. He is currently based out of LA, and you can say hi to him at peterlorimer.com. So Peter, before we dive into the conversation, can you tell us a little bit more about your background
1: and what Uh, you're focused on now? Sure. So this is always an interesting question. My background was not real estate at all. You can probably hear by my very strong British accent that I was brought over to the United States in about 1993. I was, in fact, a record producer doing all of the... EDM, house music, ooch, ooch, ooch stuff. And I had no intentions of getting into real estate at all. And so my background, I became a record producer at 16 years old, and, and for the first 15 years, 16 years of my life, I was nothing but a creative. And then I've always been a very techie guy and I've always followed trends. The music that I did was computer-based, so I have always had a very pointed ability to be able to understand technology. And I really have the dance music industry to thank for trend spotting because uh, I don't want to kind of go down too down in the weeds with this. But when you are a DJ, which I was, DJs have to know what's going to move the floor. Also, if you're an electronic music producer, you need to know what's going to move the floor a year from now. So those muscles, which I thought would never help me in real estate, turned out to be the best assets I could have ever hoped for. When I joined the industry, I think it's around 2005. I joined the industry around 2005 and I was expecting to find other people that were obsessed with technology like me and I didn't find them. So my background in real estate has been very trend driven, very social media driven from its very inception, very kind of like putting all my eggs in one basket as far as I'm an absolute believer in all things digital and an absolute non-believer in all things paper, which 13 and a half years ago made me seem like I was a madman from the moon. But now it seems that the industry is pivoting much more towards my ethos of how to attract business. So how did you get into real estate as an agent then? So again, being British, I was living in Los Angeles. My mother used to live in England. I lived in London for eight years of my life. I'm not from London. I'm from a town called Leeds. But I lived in London for about eight years and I was looking into buying property there. My brother lives in Sydney, Australia. And I remember him buying property and I almost bought a place in New York. So I remember looking at the world stage of property and thinking that Los Angeles was terribly undervalued. I remember thinking at one point, it was approximately half what it was in New York. So I thought to myself, okay, I was obsessed with the birth of the internet. I figured that businesses and people would move to California as the ability to run a business developed into your essentially your laptop or your cell phone. So I bet on that thesis and I started buying property in the Los Angeles area in areas that I believed were a really good buy that weren't necessarily the most popular areas. There was an area that I first bought in called North Hollywood, which was a pretty rundown area in 2000, which is when I bought my first place there, approximately. And I bought it because it was 11 minutes with no traffic from Sunset Strip. And everybody told me I was mad and I was bonkers. And I did very well on that property and then, A very interesting thing happened, which is I was very active in the creative community of Los Angeles from being in the music business for so long. My music business pals started saying, hey, Pete, you kind of flip homes. You seem to be doing well. Can we get in on the action? Can you maybe represent us? And I left the music industry because this was pre-Napster. I think it was pre-Napster. I left the music business because I saw that it was about to go through this absolute decimation through Mm -hmm. pirating. And I left the music business with over 30 number ones in the Billboard Club charts under my belt. I'd had several massive records that year. I had a record on a label called Perfecto that I believe was number one in 12 countries. And I retired. And all my pals were like saying, what are you doing? And I took my winnings from the music industry and I started plowing that into property. And then I began to attract my tribe. So I had people approaching me saying, hey, you seem to know about property. You know what you're doing. Can you help us? And I didn't have a license, so then I got my license. And I then managed to garner this enormous music business-based, primarily, clientele in Los Angeles. And the rest is kind of history.
2: So your first year, you were the Rookie of the Year. Obviously, there are thousands of people who become real estate agents every year. What would you say separated you from all of the other new agents who did not win Rookie of the Year?
1: Good question. Again, I owe a lot to my former career. So in the music business, I was a songwriter that was signed to EMI Publishing. And in the music business, the work ethic is so unbelievably grinding. You can work on a project for six months. You can put your heart and soul and every living breath you have into it. And it can sometimes never see the light of day. Having that work ethic of knowing that you have to work triple, double, quadruple as hard as everyone else in the music business to make a dent, I traversed that ethos into my real estate career. And the truth of the matter is, I think I outworked everyone. And the cornerstone of why I believe we were successful was due to the fact that I like to take risks with social media. I liked to not do the normal kind of generic name tag wearing, vanilla imagery of real estate, I absolutely made myself the brand. And I kind of had this very rock and roll flavor about me. My lovely wife soon joined me thereafter. We've kind of been essentially a power couple ever since. But we most certainly have always danced to the beat of our own drum. We look for the white space. We look for opportunity where Not many people are because it's an incredibly saturated market. So if I'm going up against thousands and thousands of other agents, how do I make myself look different? And that's what we set out to do. And I believe the phrase I like to use is this. If you don't blend in, you stand out. And I made a point of making us stand out.
2: So let's talk about social media strategy. I can see in the background of your video that you've got a digital strategies billboard behind you. What types of social media strategies do you implement?
1: it evolves. It changes. It changes pretty much like the dance floors used to change every six months. Social media changes every six months. So I make a point of kind of looking at trends. I don't copy or follow trends, but I'm inspired. I see what other people are doing, who I admire, and I go, okay, it's changing here, it's changing there. But I think one of the most important decisions I made was to do social media. I'm going to give you an example, if you'll permit me. So again, referring back to the music business, I was at a point in my music career where I'd been in it a long time. I was kind of looking to get out and I'd been kind of beaten up with a few projects that I'd written and nothing had happened. And I found myself at times writing songs or producing records for the record company as opposed to for myself. I I thought, well, if I do it in this certain style, the record label are going to like it and they'll probably get hired and blah, blah, blah. So I reached a crossroads where I said to myself, okay, the next project I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it for me. And I really don't give a toss if nobody likes it but me. I'm making it only for me. If it sells, great. If it doesn't sell, I don't care. And ironically, that turned out to be one of the biggest hits that I ever had. So when I joined the real estate industry, I made a point of when doing social media, I never pandered to anyone. I never put out what I thought they might want to see. Maybe I did. Obviously, it's experimentation. Some of it was successful, some of it failed. But the stuff that really resonated with me was truly organic and authentic and real and exactly the same as the Peter that you would meet in the street. And I'm not slamming agents here, but all too often, I see agents playing it really safe and not wanting to kind of upset the apple cart, And I feel that that is really signing your own death warrant because the real estate world has absolutely reset. We are watching the end of an era and the birth of a new one. It's been a slow transition over the past few years. I spoke at a conference in Detroit last week, and that's a real good kind of benchmark. It's a litmus test for where the industry is because it's in the middle of the country, It's good, hardworking agents who aren't necessarily in New York or LA or Miami. And even the senior agents, the younger agents, everybody in the room now, when I was talking about social media and Instagram, and the power and the reach of this phenomenon, every head was nodding. And I believe, and I'll go on record and say this, if you are not crafting your own digital identity, you're dead. If you're leaving it up to your company to craft your digital identity, you're dead. If you are having someone in the office do all your social media, you're dead. It's a question of time. And I think your business will contract severely within the next one to three years. Do you work with investors at all as an agent? Developers, yeah. Okay. Because a common theme amongst
2: investors is trying to look for that investor-friendly agent. And of course, in this industry, there's a back and forth. So the agent gives you something, but you also have to give them something in return. So I'm asking the money question now, which is, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? But I want you to provide that advice to that person who's looking for an investor-friendly agent and what they should do to position themselves to actually win that
1: agent's business. That's a great question. So... I'm gonna answer it obviously as an agent, right? How should an agent try and win investor business? This is a very, very murky, dark, complex question. Because unfortunately the nature of the beast with developers is, they tend to bounce around with multiple agents. So if you want to work with developers, because if you work with a developer, very often if you find them the deal, you get to list it on the back end, which is great. But be aware, that exclusivity when working with developers is a rarity. It's not impossible, but it's a rarity. When it comes to development in Los Angeles, it's high stakes, big commissions, but also intense competition. I was one of the lucky few that managed to work with a lot of developers, a few developers, who I really liked and I had their loyalty and I still have the loyalty of some of them today. I had made a decision as an agent to not work with every developer that comes along because I really value my time and I get that a developer doesn't want to just be exclusive. However, if you can provide value to a developer, if you have an investor that's looking for multifamilies and you can consistently provide them with great properties that they can buy, I always say this, nobody's gonna give you loyalty right off the bat if you're an agent that's looking to get loyalty from this sector of real estate, you've got to deliver probably one, two, maybe even three deals. But on the third deal or on the second deal, or even on the first deal, I would then say to that investor, hey, I think I've proved myself. I'd really like to get some exclusivity from you if that's possible. And it's all about the value add. There's a phrase that I use, which is this. A lot of our industry are MLS jockeys, right? They're not particularly proactive. Listings come in, they kind of forward them on. But a lot of the time, that's where it begins and ends. When an agent becomes really successful with developers is when they're going the extra mile. They're using websites such as Property Radar. Property Radar is unbelievably brilliant if you are looking to find off-market deals. It's worth the investment. I think it's like 60 bucks a month. But you get to categorize zip codes by how much people owe on their homes, how much equity they have, when they last refied, when they last bought. And it allows you to really then zone in on properties that are not on the market that are most likely to sell. And to a developer, that is gold.
2: That's really, really good advice. Peter, are you ready for the best ever lightning round?
1: Yeah, and you want quick answers on this, right?
2: Yep, lightning quick answers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not my normal (laughs) <laughs> We're on and on and
2: on and on. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Finally, there's a simple way to track rental performance. Stessa, our best ever sponsor, lets real estate investors track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate portfolios for free. Go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. You'll always know how your properties are performing with this dashboard. It's a beautiful looking dashboard and it will help you save time with smarter income and expense tracking you don't have to do any more data entry just upload the stuff directly from your phone it tracks it in real time get organized for tax time with tax ready financials so you can download them instantly this thing was built by investors for real estate investors it has been featured in all the publications you can think of to get set up with your free account just add your properties link your accounts and everything else updates in real time stessa.com forward slash best ever dot com forward slash best ever to get started ever wonder how the top in real estate got there the invest this podcast hosted by real estate investor scott bauer interviews the top names in the industry giving you the tips and tricks that help you catapult your real estate business to success find them at investthispodcast.com.
2: all right what's the best ever book that you've recently read
1: Richard Branson's autobiography, The Virgin this is, Way.
2: This one's specific to you. Best ever EDM artist that's not Peter Lorimer?
1: <laughs> I love that question. Well, it happens to be a personal friend of mine. His name is Sasha. Sasha, Sasha I think he's a god.
2: I'll have to check him out. Best ever deal that wasn't your first deal or your last deal?
1: That's a great question. Best ever deal that wasn't my first or my last deal, I guess on a selfish note, it would be doing the deal that the Calvin Klein house was built on. I was Mm -hmm. part of that developer deal, which was really friggin' awesome. And then the other one would be when I had a buyer walk into their first house twice. They've worked with me and bought two houses and they bought the first one they saw twice. (laughs) Nice.
2: What is the biggest mistake you've made so far in your real estate career?
1: Not listening to my inner voice. I'll be brief because I know it's lightning. When I was at Keller Williams, which was great, I shunned out my own thoughts and my own identity to try and adapt. That was the biggest mistake I ever made. Follow your gut, follow your intuition.
2: What's the best ever way you like to give back?
1: Well, again, that's my big question. The best way I like to give, I like to give everything away. I believe that knowledge is borrowed and never owned, which is why I like to jump in front of the camera and give it all away. The best way for me to give back is to be generous in all my affairs. So not just with real estate, but when I'm standing in line at a supermarket, when I'm in traffic and somebody wants to cut in. This is going to sound schmaltzy, but I believe this. Every single day... I don't look at what I can extract. I look at what I can put in. And then the rest is up to Mother Universe.
2: And then lastly, what's the best ever place people can reach you?
1: The best place to reach me, I would say, would be probably through Instagram or my cell phone. And I'll give my cell phone. It's 310 666 Pete. That's my real number. 310 666 Pete.
2: Well, Peter, I really appreciate the conversation today and learning about your journey from EDM record producer to real estate agent extraordinaire. Just to quickly summarize what you talked about, you attribute your ability to become the rookie of the year to your former career as a music producer and the strong work ethic that you obtained from that and you applied that to real estate and essentially just outworked everyone else, yep. as well as your ability to take lots of risks with your social media strategy. More specifically, for your social media strategy, you mentioned how it evolves every six months or so, so make sure you're staying on top of the newest trends. You said that you will always look at what people are doing for inspiration, but not to copy them exactly. And you said that the most important thing about your social media strategy is being yourselves, being authentic, organic, and real, as opposed to pandering or doing what you think other people want. And you also said that it is very, very, very important for you to craft your digital identity yourself and not have someone else do it for you. And then you gave your best ever advice for real estate agents who want to work with investors. And you said that this is kind of specific to LA, but I'm sure it's, it applies everywhere that investors are not going to be exclusive with you until you've proven your ability to add value. So bring them deals and don't expect, or even ask for exclusivity until you've done at least one deal, but most likely two or three deals. And you provided a great resource that they could use to help find deals, which is that Property Radar website. So, Peter, I really appreciate it. Again, have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Ever wonder how the top in real estate got there? The Invest This podcast hosted by real estate investor Scott Bauer interviews the top names in the industry, giving you the tips and tricks that help you catapult your real estate business to success. Find them at This podcast.com.